Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Shot Callers presented by 48MinutesNetwork.com where you can find all of your favorite podcasts, articles, and game recaps on both NBA and NCAA basketball. Right now on the website we got an article on the NBA trade deadline grades which we're going to go over uh, quite a bit in this episode. We also have a, uh, a podcast with Carrie Miller of Bleacher Report. Make sure you check that out. And um, we also have a, a really cool article from our buddy Donnie. He, uh, he talks about your best uh, bets for the 2019 NCAA championship. So make sure you get ahead of the game. The brackets are going to be coming out soon. Um, today's episode, we're going to be talking, obviously, about the NBA trade deadline. Very exciting one. Some huge names on the move. Names like Tobias Harris, Otto Porter Jr., Harrison Barnes, Mark Gasol, Nikola Mirotic. So we're going to get into all of that. Make sure you guys stick around for the whole thing. I'm joined uh, with producer Tim. He's the guy that runs At Large Bid, our college show. He also does 48 Minutes, the NBA show. So uh, stick around and have a good time, guys. All right, we're talking trade deadline today. It's over. The trade deadline is over. Anthony Davis didn't move. There are some big moves, though. Uh, Tim, what's happening? What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Um, let's start off with the biggest trade that did happen this trade deadline, and that's going to be Tobias Harris. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it. So, <laughs> funny story. When we first met, this was right after the Blake Griffin trade. Um I'm a Pistons fan. We met and you asked me about the Blake Griffin trade. And do you remember what I said? I asked you, what would you give up to get out of Blake Griffin's contract? <laughs> and I said, your daughter. <laughs> yes. And he didn't I mean it, guys. He I really regret didn't. saying that. But uh, Tobias Harris really, really was like my favorite player in the league, which is a really weird thing to say. Uh, but when he played for the Pistons, he was like my favorite player. So, the Sixers are receiving Tobias Harris, Boban, of course, can't split them up, and Michael Scott, the three-general manager. And the Clippers are receiving Landry Shamit, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, the Sixers lottery-protected 2020 first-round pick, that Heat pick, um, the 2021 unprotected first-round pick that they got in the Mikael Bridges-Zaire Smith trade. And the Sixers 2021 and 2023 second round picks. Whew. All right. Um, Elton Brand is just going for it, man. Yeah, he is. Um, I love it, man. I love the new GM that goes like nuts and makes moves. Like, you know, in the NFL, I remember when John Lynch got the job with the 49ers, and I think like a month in, he was like, I'm trading for my franchise quarterback. And like, yeah. it kind of has that feel to it in a way. Um, you know, I think Elton Brand has really kind of understood, you know, this this Philly team had a lot of momentum coming off of last year. And he really kind of, after he made the Butler deal, and even then the Butler deal didn't really feel like it was enough, which is crazy to say that three top 15 NBA guys weren't enough at the time. Right. Um, and then it was like, okay, well, we'll go get another top 30 guy. So now they have four top 30 guys in their team. They have three guys that can shoot to kind of fix the Ben Simmons issue that he has. And, um, I don't think they're done either. I think they're going to be pretty active in buyout season too. Yeah, I do too. And um, I think that they, I think that Elton Brand probably just watched that Boston series last year a trillion times. 
and was like, oh yeah, so we need to improve our wings. And that's exactly what Elton Brand went out and did today. Um, he also relieved a lot of the pressure off Ben Simmons. I was a huge guy. I was a huge proponent of Ben Simmons needing to shoot to space the floor. That coward. I no longer think Ben Simmons needs to shoot a three ever. I don't. I don't either. I don't I, either. I am now in the boat where I don't. Because um, really, I think that Ben Simmons is going to play more of like a Giannis kind of role. What do you think about that? No, I I totally completely agree with that. Actually, I think yeah. that makes a, a ton of sense for him. Yeah, um, and uh, I know that he's not like necessarily as much of a freak athlete. Um, yeah, he's not seven one with a yeah. 47, 47 foot wingspan. I think Giannis is only like an inch or two taller than him. Yeah. So, but again, I know that Giannis is a freak, but I think that I think that he could kind of play that role um, in a way. I think he's a better passer than Giannis. Oh, and obviously. So. Just maybe not as good of a finisher, but um, you know he has now he has um, Tobias Harris, who at for his career um, shoots forty one percent from three. He's got JJ Redick. He's twenty second all time in shooting threes. Um, it's pretty good. That's pretty. That's a pretty good thing. Um, you have Jimmy Butler, who's an ISO player, and he can be a slasher. You have Embiid, mm-hmm. who can do it all you know what i mean he could shoot threes as well best scoring um, center in the league exactly i mean this is it man yeah it is and i think too um like you mentioned you know this is finally a situation where they have four guys that can stretch the floor for ben simmons so he can not necessarily to the same extent he can almost play that like lebron james drive and dish game now and Absolutely. i think that that's yeah i think that's gonna be a huge thing for his growth because we got to think i know he's three years in the nba but he's only two playing years right um, I do think that this adds some pressure on Brett Brown, though. Oh, think, without a doubt. Right? Like, I think that he has to kind of define those roles for the players now. And it's kind of up to him to... And, and it doesn't have to be a five-out kind of scheme. But, like, I think that he has no excuse now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it, you know, like, the Markel Fultz thing's gone now, too, which I know we'll get to. Um and like everything's kind of in his hands to kind of, I think Elton Brand's done a great job being like, hey, I've given you all the blocks. It's time to build the set. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, we're gonna do our Eastern Conference rankings a little later since okay. there was a lot of action here. Yeah. But I just really, really love what happened there. Um, yeah, I do too. On the other side, the Clippers. Um, I think that they are just thinking huge home run here. Yep. They're clearing out cap space. And I got to say that they've done a tremendous job of clearing out cap space today. Um, I think the Clippers are, if if the Clippers aren't the number one winner, they're like in the top three winners for this weekend. I yeah, really, I agree. I really believe so. Because um, now, I mean, how many teams have two max slot situations now? Them, the Knicks. Nets, and the Knicks? And the Lakers. And the Lakers, but, you know, whatever. The two L.A. and the two New York. Yeah, how about that? How cool would that be to see both those <laughs> like, both those markets just be the top two markets in basketball again? Yeah. Well, the thing is that there's not eight guys that are, like, right. worthy of it. So that's going to be super interesting. And even if they strike out, we've said this before, they can trade for people now that they have so many assets. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, absolutely. But here's, here's another thing that I saw um, – and it was like the most tinfoil hat, like 
deepest level of thinking to this. But do you think that Jerry West saw that he could trade Tobias Harris to the Clippers? The Clippers would then be better, have a better shot of winning in the East, right? Yeah. And if they're winning in the East, then that means that Toronto might lose. And that means that Kawhi has a less chance of staying. Very possible. Do you think he thought about that at all? I think it crossed his mind, honestly. I think Jerry West is that kind of guy. I do too, I mean, man. Yeah, like, I think, you know, when the like when he was working for the Warriors, he was very adamant on building the best team possible and, make, and like all the different pieces he could do to make that happen. So it would not surprise me in the least bit. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And then also this. He, the, uh, the Celtics have the Clippers draft pick this year, right? But it's lottery protected. So... He says, all right, we're just going to be in the lottery this year. The Celtics will have one less asset. And if the Celtics have one less asset, maybe they're further away from Anthony Davis as well. Yeah. I think that, uh, I, I don't know if I'm just like super overthinking this. Well, right now that pick is 18th. Right. If we look at it. So right now the Celtics have that pick. But yes, you're right. Now they're going to, now they've dropped so much stuff they can drop into that situation. Well, yeah. And, then, and they've, you know. I mean, they've, given up their best player yeah you know what i mean so i would assume that i would assume they'll fall down quite a bit how is it that they do these like this they've done this construction now two years in a row and somehow lou williams is still a clipper (laughs) i don't know you know like i think that's crazy yeah um one trade that i don't even really want to get into but i just want to say now that we're talking about jerry west he absolutely fleeced him with that avery bradley garrett temple jamaican trade that was my that was my least favorite trade of the entire day, uh, not for the Clippers. The Clippers got a steal, but the Grizzlies just got absolutely hosed. <laughs> Avery Bradley this season is a minus twenty one net rating. <laughs> oh my god, a minus twenty one. LeBron just tied the game in the Garden too. By the way, I saw, yeah, I'm watching it right now with forty five seconds left. Yeah, um, something about him in the Garden. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. He's a minus 21. Uh, That's gross. He started every game this year, too, which, like, why? And he's only shooting 38% from the floor. (laughs) (laughs) He, like, what did the Pistons do to him? Dude, they they ruined him. He was fine. He was fine before he went to the Pistons. Just, he went to the Pistons and just lost his powers, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, he, it was kind of, you kind of saw a little bit of that, like, his last couple years in Boston, where he kind of was, you were seeing the decline coming, yeah. and then, like, all of a sudden, it was like, he just, like, like, he just lost all powers, like, he put his, he got abducted in Space Jam or something like that, except for he Insane. would not be in Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. It's I know, like, Memphis, like. He's a total oof. Memphis guy, though, right? Yeah, face-up defender. <laughs> grit, put grit, the, grit, yep. grit. Put the put his hand in your face if you're in the perimeter. Like he is that guy. Yeah, you know that Memphis is like freaking out, so happy they got every Bradley. <laughs> but he's yeah, like, like the worst player in the league right now. Put him and Conley together. <laughs> oh man. Yes. Oh man. I'm so pissed Conley didn't get moved. I know. I know. We'll probably talk about that at some point. But oh yeah. Um, let's move on to Otto Porter, and I know that you guys will get into this one um, next week on Shot Call mm-hmm. or on. 48 minutes, I'm sure. Well, that's your show, so that would be weird. You could. I don't know. You're on it a bunch. 
um, you and Sean, both big Bulls fans. So unfortunately, gonna, yeah, um, the Bulls got Otto Porter, and they shipped mm-hmm. out Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, and their 2023 second round pick. Yeah, this seems great. It, it is, man. Um, well, yeah. it wouldn't be a Bulls trade if a draft pick wasn't moved or there was cash involved. It's one or the other. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll do both. I don't know. It's it's very possible that like they'll like actually make a trade where they give a draft pick away for cash. Oh no, they have done that. That was a joke, everyone. <laughs> Still bitter about Jordan Bell being a warrior, not a bull. Especially that was bad. Yeah, but honestly, man, um, I think the Bulls have really been waiting for like that a good like decent good wing player since Jimmy Butler left. Um, I know you know Butler kind of played a lot a little bit of two three in the Tibbs Bull system. And I guess he kind of does a little bit of that in Philly now too, but that was kind of, he was kind of their combo wing. And so Otto Porter Jr. You don't necessarily have to do that now when you have Zach Levine to kind of play that too. But Otto Porter Jr. with him, that's a set, another 6'7 guy. If you've got Laurie Markkinen, who's about 6'9, Wendell Carter, who's 7'1. Um, you know, you, that's the switchability, which they haven't had in a long time since, you know, those great Tibbs Bulls defensive teams, those Joakim Noah teams. Um, and, you know, the, the contract's not ideal by any means, but, like, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad they're taking it on. No, I think that his contract, really what it comes down to, I think he's a, I think he's a good player on a great player's contract. Yeah. Which is fine, right? He's not never a, played an all-star game, but... Yeah, it's, it's like a way better situation than having a bad player on a good player's contract. He's still a good player, you know what I mean? Yeah, he is. His con- and if he was on a, a $15 million a year contract... Everyone would be like, "Oh, Otto Porter, yeah, it's awesome." Yeah, you know what I mean, like, I, I just think that he gets a bad rep because he's a little overpaid. With he has a four-year, hundred six million dollar contract. Yeah, but, I still think they shouldn't have matched that when Brooklyn put that sheet out. Yeah, well, they they also uh, they screwed. Brooklyn's now like, thank God. Yeah, they they matched uh, the Tyler Johnson sheet too. I mean, he was moved today, but he put them in a bad situation too. Brooklyn was just like throwing money around to screw other teams. Love it. Yeah. But, Love uh, it. but now that they have, I mean, they have their center of the future in Wendell. Mm-hmm. They have their, their, um, stretch four in Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. Who can hit threes with the best of them. Love it. They have Otto Porter. Who's a do everything. Just all around really good wing. Yep. Um, seems like Zach Levine could be a guy that they could build on and keep around Mm -hmm. so now they're missing a point guard yeah and um the thing is you know you made a really good point in your article you wrote about like all these trades is the bulls are the only team that's going to have money between all those like teams we discussed earlier that aren't going to get a big time free agent it's not going to happen um so this is kind of like you know getting Otto porter here and you go and draft really well, whether that's, you know, we talked about maybe they take R.J. Barrett to be a point guard, which he could very well do. He's playing a lot of point guard while Trey Jones is out of Duke right now. Maybe they take John Morant, who is, you know, getting compared to Russell Westbrook right now. And I, anyone who listens to our show at Large Bid knows how I feel about John Morant. Um, I would love either of those two. I really do same. think that R.J. Barrett could be uh, like a point guard in this league. R.J. Barrett definitely, like, he has the size frame and the passing ability Maybe not as good a passing ability. I'll kind of decrease that a second. That was a little bit of an overhype, but he has the ability to kind of have the the like second tier Penny Hardaway. The size, um, he's a good defender. He can pass the ball really well. He get, he can he can make the most of his players, except for just you know he shoots too much. And like I'm, I'm okay with the fact that he shoots too much at times, but not 
the other, like what was it, a couple weeks ago, he was like two for twenty in a game and they lost. And I was like, all right, man, you got the best college basketball player in, <laughs> on your team. Just give him the ball. Do you so, think? Do you think that he could be like uh, like what DeRozan's doing this year? Yeah, DeRozan? yeah, I think right? I think DeRozan's, DeRozan's a like perfect, basically perfect their comp. point guard, right? Yeah, or, I mean, like not technically or whatever. I'm sure they have a guard out there, but like he's he basically plays the role of their point guard, and he's this is the most assists he's ever had in a single season, and I don't know. That's kind of where I could see him fitting in. No, that's perfect because um, you know DeRozan's also obviously has to play point guard because of all the injuries they've had um, at the point guard position. Where Barrett, you know, he was out Trey Jones for a month, and he had to really kind of be the guy there um, after the loss to Syracuse, and he was great in that role. He was like kind of the guy that brought the ball down the court. He got the offense in, in, on their sets, and he was outstanding there. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see what they do in the draft. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a team to watch because I really do think that now they they really have their core four. They fill mm-hmm. out that fifth spot, and then you just develop those guys and kind of fill in your bench. Yeah, and you got a good bench player already in Chandler Hutchinson when he comes back. He was really coming on before his injury, um, so I don't think he's a great player. He's probably never gonna win sixth man of the year by any means, but uh, it's at least a start to kind of get that bench built up. Yeah. Uh, but you shipped out Bobby Portis, Jabari Parker, and that 2023 second-round pick. I don't think you're missing mm-hmm. that that second-round pick. Um, I don't really value second-round picks that much. I'm going to be totally honest. Um, no, no, no. I mean, for every Draymond Green, there's 45 guys who weren't Draymond Green. Right, exactly. Um, so Jabari Parker, he's on a, on a team option, expiring uh, deal this year, so... Um, I would assume that they're not going to pick it up. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, Rajon Rondo just—I just saw it. Was it in beat time? The buzzer in the garden. Was it in time? Did he get it? I off haven't seen time? the replay yet. They're saying but, that he got like, it. Oh my god! Very. That's cool. actually really really cool. But I was distracted for a second. Forgive me. Yeah. No. Um, Rajon Rondo in Boston hitting the game winning shot while playing on the Lakers with LeBron. Yeah. Like. Yeah, say that's that, pretty cool. Say that sentence like eight years ago or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a cool move for him with all his injuries he's battled this year too. Yeah, I feel like the fans uh, like are, they don't know how to feel. Right. Um, okay. Anyways, Jabari Parker. Right. So I'm I'm happy. So as far as what went out, um, I definitely have a soft spot in my heart for Bobby Portis. Um, he's really, really, really improved the last couple of years. Um, he had a lot of, like, his first two seasons in the league, he was very inconsistent. He had to have really good games and then bad games. And he was starting to get really consistent, like, uh, in his role. So I don't mind losing him for Otto Porter by any means, because Porter's obviously a better player. But it was tough to kind of say no to Bobby Portis. But it also goes back to, well, you have Nikola Mirotic, you have Chandler Hutchinson. You can find power forwards, you know, in the in the, in the draft, especially in this draft where it's very wing-friendly. Um, Jabari Parker, I'm really happy. It was just... I think we talked about this, Kyle, in July when the signing happened, that we're like, that's not going to fit. Right. When, they, when, they, when they signed him to say he's going to play the three, and he hadn't played the three since, like, maybe college, I was like, this, no, this isn't right. Um, so, you know, this Wizards team, I think is, I don't think he's exactly a perfect fit there, but we don't know what the Wizards are. It's, dear God, I hope Bradley Beal scores 50 every night and we win. Yeah, I'm. I'm afraid that's what it's going to be. They they now only have one of their uh, top five scorers from last year on their team actively playing. So that's a really really rough situation to be in. Yeah, um, for sure. Bobby, Bobby Portis, though. I mean, 
if this team is looking to rebuild, and it kind of looks like they are. Um, Great piece for it. Yeah, absolutely. He's 23, averaging career highs in three-point percentage, rebounds, points per game. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what you want. On a rookie deal, there mm-hmm. you go. I mean, And I, he's a crazy fucking dude going into a crazy fucking lineup. He's crazy. Is he the craziest guy in that locker room? Yeah, he might be. <laughs> he very well he might. might be. They, <laughs> the fact that he's he's the crazy one on the Wizards now. <laughs> I mean, like he broke a he broke a teammate's face last year. Like, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I just and lo- like I just love that locker room. I hope John Wall comes back so that him, John Wall, <laughs> and Dwight Howard can uh, can all hang out. God, it just yeah, like Bobby Porter, Bobby Portis learning from them. Being like Dwight Howard taking him underneath his wing, what could go wrong? Absolutely, it's like Rick Pitino becoming the coach of UCLA next year. What can go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get uh, let's move over to Markel Fultz. Yeah, did you think Markel Fultz was going to get moved today? I did. Okay. I did, especially I after after the Tobias Harris deal. It kind of seemed like they were looking for that wing to kind of come off the bench. Yeah, and I, I thought Zaire Smith could have been moved as well too yeah it seemed like they just didn't want to wait anymore so um but it was cool that they kept him and still got to keep an asset and everything but uh markel fultz heads to orlando um he is now a magic the sixers um bring back jonathan simmons they bring back the thunders 2020 first round pick and they bring bring back the Cavs 2019 second round pick and this is the exception for uh for second round picks is this Cavs pick because it's going to be what a top three to five pick you know what I mean I I think it's going to be top three to five yeah yeah at worst yeah I think right now it's project the Cavs are projected like one or two you know what I mean so um this is going to be like basically late first round Um, so that's going to be a great great second round pick Mm -hmm. Uh, the Thunder pick they had at one time that's kind of just been passed around the league (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then Jonathan Simmons and this is that that wing depth that we were talking about for sure yeah I, I mean um, I think if you've listened back to me talking to basketball about Simmons I wasn't always super high on him um, I think he's an out I mean he's obviously a great 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 defender um, does a lot of really good things um, you know he's his story is great coming up from, from the G League and his time catching up with Pop and the Spurs but in this situation, I mean, why not? Yeah, uh, I mean, they clearly needed wing depth uh, because, again, going back to that Boston series, they were kind of exposed. I don't think Simmons is going to be a scorer on their team really ever, but no, he can guard. You know, one through four, he can switch really well. Um, yeah, he's just a just a they- a good what eighth man on your roster. They have a good defensive bench, honestly, now. I mean, I they shouldn't do. say... Yeah, like, I don't think people realize that Jonah Bolden's a pretty decent defender, too. Yeah. I know he plays maybe six minutes a game or so, but <laughs> like, sure. he's certainly solid in that role. I don't know if he'll get playing time in the playoffs, to be honest. By any means, no, no, no. Right. I think I think Simmons will probably be the, be the eighth and final guy in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, But while we're, while we're talking about that real quick, they also added... Um, James Ennis as well from the Rockets. He did. So that was kind of You can of speak very highly of him, right? No, I can't. Uh, <laughs> so 
So this is this is one where I just want to make sure that we don't, you know, repeat the same mistake over and over again. James Ennis, when he signed on the Rockets, we're like, oh, cool, that's a Trevor Ariza replacement. It's not. He's not. No, uh, not close. He wasn't good enough to earn a starting role on a really, really bad Pistons team. If he's not good enough to earn a starting role on a Pistons team, why do we think he's able to, like, earn a starting role on the number one team in the Western Conference? It's just it it didn't make sense uh, for him to really take over such a huge role, so I'm not really surprised that it didn't go that well. Um, but you know, again, if you're the if you're the fourth or fifth wing on a team, perfect. James Ennis, awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. James Ennis isn't gonna like destroy your team. Uh, no, if he's playing, you know, 18 minutes a night, your team's not gonna get destroyed or whatever. But He's definitely not a starter. So, yeah, I agree. That's really all I want to say about James Ennis for the rest of my that's life. That's all there is to need to be said about James Ennis for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Markel Fultz, though, gets a fresh start. Um, he's Love gonna, it. He's going to try and kind of change the narrative from being a 2017 um, draft bust, which I don't necessarily agree with, but kind of change Agreed. that narrative to now being, uh, you know, one of the guys for, for Orlando. Dude. So say that like just just like play this out. It's it's unlikely here uh, a little bit at least. So Aaron Gordon's there for a while now. You know you're bringing Markel right. Fultz in. You're gonna have two more years left of his rookie deal. Let's say they sign Terrence Ross back, who was a, heard of as a potential buyout candidate, but it seems like he's gonna be sticking there. And then you have Jonathan Isaac, who's super athletic. Do you remember Dunks Do Lock, Florida Gulf Coast, that went to the tournament that one year, and they were just like a crazy good dunk team? I do not. So this is the NBA version of that. This is like, you know, like this is literally like the all dunk team and it's going to be great. They might lose a ton of games, but it's going to be like, hey, they lost by 30 tonight, but they threw down yeah. some crazy highlights. Yeah, this team is going to be super athletic. Um, they just need to like be able to score the ball, really. Oh, I think that's important in basketball. It is. I would say it's I would say it's even half the game. Uh, yeah, big if true. And also kind of figuring out what they're going to do at the center position next year. Um, I don't think they're going to keep Vucevic, but also no. they didn't move him, which was really shocking. Uh, it seemed like he could have been moved for an asset and a pretty good asset. I mean, shoot. Yeah, uh, the year he's having. Yeah, I mean, I would say that he would have been more valuable than Mark Gasol that we're getting going to get into in a second. I don't know. I think... This year especially. Yeah, so... I, was really I think more shocked. or less for them, I think, um, not to talk over you by any means, forgive me, um, they're only three and a half games out of the eight spot right now. So I think maybe they kind of want to try to see if they can make a, a ditch effort for as far as with Vucevic. Yeah, they're they're fighting my Detroit Pistons, and it's them and the Pistons for the that coveted eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Woo-hoo. And the Heat. And the Heat. <laughs> Well, the Heat have Ryan Anderson, so let's go ahead and <laughs> so just let's take just go them ahead and write them board. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Pistons and Magic, you're right. And in that situation, it only goes to the team with the better best players. So, Kyle, I think your guys will be having a date with the Toronto Raptors. And we'll get into who we think is going to be the one seed or the two seed or the three seed or the four seed here in a minute. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways, just great for Markel Fultz. Um, love that he gets a new start, and I hope he starts playing soon this year. I really want to see him. Yeah, it said they did say they were kind of going to take the long, the long, the long man approach with him. Yeah, uh, which I 
I'm cool with. Um, but if it, it can be, you know, this year he comes and plays some time, gets some minutes, that's great. And I, I hope he does. Yeah. Um, let's head over to one of uh, Ben Brown's team, and that's the Kings. The Kings yeah. finally landed a small, <laughs> a small forward. <laughs> finally. I, I don't talk. know if... Yeah, um, well, it's like Doug Christie leaving. Now, now Marvin Bagley doesn't have to play the godforsaken three. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what the Kings fans are happy about most. Um, yeah, the probably. Kings, the Kings received Harrison Barnes, and in exchange, they shipped out Zach Randolph, who was waived immediately. The thirty-seven-year-old weed-smoking Zach Randolph is now a free agent, and Justin Jackson. Um. Real quick, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I hate this trade for the Mavericks. Me too. Justin Jackson <laughs> as like your only haul for Harrison Barnes. Is rough. It seems pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Justin Jackson's not good enough to be a starter on the Kings. And I don't know, man. I don't know. Until Porzingis comes back, you got to think he's probably going to have a possibility of getting some decent minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's getting decent minutes this year, but... Ugh. He was supposed to be yeah. like that sharpshooter, I don't know, not Kevin Durant, but like arc, that kind of archetype, you know what I'm saying, out yeah. of North Carolina. He and was kind of like a guy that won he, he was a guy that won a couple tournament games for them, so people thought his stock was going to be high. And No, no, not no. high. Hey, hated not that high. for the Mavericks, um, but this was an absolute A-plus, knock it out of the park for the Kings. For sure, for sure. They have their young core now, Kyle, which is neat. Um, you know, Bagley, Fox, Heald, Barnes kind of being the leader of that group who's played an experience, who has an NBA championship, has an NCAA championship. So he's a guy when, when like he knows how to play when, when it matters most. Um, they have that guy they can look to now. Not necessarily saying he's going to be their guy that scores for them in those situations because I would think Fox and Heald being their guards probably be better scoring options by all means, but... Having that guy you can go to the trenches with who's been in those battles is something Sacramento really hasn't had in a long time as far as a star player or like a, a key player, I should say. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think this is similar to Chicago in a lot of ways where the Kings have a ton of money. Um, they're not going to spend it well this offseason. Like we said, there's eight there's eight max slots available in um, L.A. and New York this offseason. So mm-hmm. the Kings aren't getting anyone with that money. So no. to overpay for Harrison Barnes a little bit is fine, or a good amount of bit, I'd say. That's fine. Um, they're not doing anything else with the money. Everyone else they have is on rookie contracts. Um, their their team, the average age of their team is 23 years old. Um, this year, the only guy making above $10 million is Harrison Barnes and Alex Burks. And next year, um, there's only one player that's making over $9 million. So... I think that it's totally fine to overpay a little bit on Harrison Barnes. He's he's a pretty low-volume guy, so he's super easy to fit in. And um, like you said, I think that they'll go to Fox and Buddy um, when it counts most. And, you know, they they kept Bogey, which is awesome. They kept, yeah. they kept Willie, which is surprising. Um, they kept, you know, they, they kept everything, which is crazy to me. It is, and the other thing too, man. They kept Harry Giles. Kind of, they kept Harry Giles, and they kept that draft pick. That well, I guess it's a Celtics pick. But I meant to say is more or less that 
it's another way to keep that Celtics pick looking worse and worse. When the Celtics made that deal, they had that Kings pick. They were game planning on being in the top four or five this year, probably. Absolutely. And and now it's looking less like they're like, man, we might be able to snag like Zion Williams or RJ Barrett to go with these with Anthony Davis. We get him in a trade or something. And now it's like, cool, we might get Bull Bull with his broken foot. Yeah, I mean, last year they were the number two pick, and uh, yeah, and they didn't get better uh, like on paper you know what i mean luckily their players have really stepped up um but they didn't do a ton to the team to make it better so really it's just the players are playing better and now adding harrison barnes that really really hurts boston there but i agreed and i'm all for hurting boston as you know all for hurting boston um who's playing center for this team is it willie i think yeah for now probably willie um i know dave yeager and crew he kind of is like for some reason, with big, with like younger big man, he's kind of like not really rushed them into situations. Um, even Scalabissier kind of has kind of played the bench a lot, and obviously that's his probably his ceiling. Um, Rest but in peace. Will, Scal got traded he, today. He did get traded today. Um, Caleb but Swanigan. Willie, yeah, which I love Swanigan coming out of Purdue. Uh, um, hated him being a Michigan State guy, but I don't right. think I don't think he's like he's the he's the definition of like a Big Ten guy. Right? Yes, he is. <laughs> he's the total the fat like I don't know. Anyway, yeah, fat guy that can rebound with the best of them. Caleb Swanigan's not worth airtime. No, he was like the compare. <laughs> he's he's Dewan Blair, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. He's not worth airtime. Um, yeah, overall, I think right, Willie's probably gonna be the starter for now. I'm honestly shocked Willie's on the team still. Um, I thought maybe they would try to get him moved real at some point today. Um, but you know. If it's working, go with it. I, I enjoy – I know Kentucky fans enjoy having uh, that, that those two together, and now they are one Kentucky guy down, like in the above-mentioned trade. So I wonder how they feel about the Kings now. Is it not their team anymore? I think it still has to be. I think it has yeah. to be just because uh, – I mean, besides Anthony Davis, is Fox the most successful Kentucky player in the league right now? Um. Oh yeah, uh, I Carl. Would say. Carl or well, yeah, or Carl. Devin Carl's an all-star. Um, Bookie obviously being on, you know, the NWO yeah. of the of the NBA right now or the Nexus, depending how you look at it. Yeah, I. Yeah, he's. I I think he's still the fan favorite though. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think that he's kind of like think, the he's the Seth Rollins of the group. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, love this for Sacramento. Now it's really Sacramento and L.A. Lakers have kind of mm-hmm. separated themselves from the pack. They are going to be the ones that are going to be fighting for that eight seed now. Yeah, and, you know, for me, as a diehard Laker fan since 2018. Um, <laughs> I love that bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I, 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 would, I, I mean, I don't, lo- I don't get mad when they lose, but, like, I guess I can't really say diehard in that case. But... <clears throat> It would be cool to see. I mean, even one of those teams, if one of those teams makes the playoffs, which one of them will. Either way, I think it's a cool situation. Um, it's LeBron's first show in the West, first time in the playoffs, or it's the young upstart Sacramento Kings with their second year point guard that took the ultimate next step and helped lead a team to a postseason berth. Yeah, because we know the Clippers, the Clippers right now, when we're recording this, are the eight seed, but I mean, they're obviously going to fall out. I feel very yeah. confident saying that. And I think that's the path they want ahead, anyways. So I think so too. I think they want to make this Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant possibility as real as they can. Yeah, that's scary to think about. God, doesn't it? Then we have uh, the Kings, who are 
um, you know, two and a half games out, and then the Lakers three and a half games. So, you know, it's so funny. Sacramento is not an awful NBA market. I know they almost moved the team at one point, but like you said, the money they have, new arena, the young, the new arena, the young kids, they get a pro, like a really good free agent. Now, have, I mean, that's not saying they're getting Kevin Durant by any means, but they go get a really like some really good players. These maybe B plus tier, these second tier players get a guy or two to come to Sacramento to go with these young core. Like that's, that's going to make the team a lot more exciting. Yeah. When you say like a B tier person, are you like a, not in disrespectful terms, like, a, like an Al Horford kind of, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a, yeah, I think Chris Al Middleton. That yeah. Give team. me all the Chris Middleton on the Sacramento Kings. I'm oh, all gosh. in for that. That'd be insane. Yeah. Kings Kings have a good thing right now though. I love it, man. Kings are in I a good really place. I really do. And it makes it makes the West um a better situation. Dallas clears out some cap space. Um now they can kind of do whatever they want. So all around um good, except the Mavs just lost a lot of talent. So let's yeah, move but, on. But you know, next year they're getting Kristaps Porzingis back, so Oh yeah. Yeah, can't knock that. Let's move on to uh Marcus All heading up to the Great White North. Mm-hmm. Which is really funny because um, pretty much uh, him and Valanciunas both look like they came from north of the wall. So it's yeah. funny that they were uh, that they were traded. So the Raptors received Marcus All in exchange for uh, Valanciunas, Delon Wright, C.J. Miles, and Toronto's 2024 second round pick. Which it seems insane to even ask for a 2024 second round pick but sure um yeah initial reaction to this love it for the raptors man love it it's so it's another guy it's another offensive guy that they can look to he's obviously a very skilled defender a good two-way player um he's a defensive player of the year i don't know if he's really still the same defense player he was at that point five six years ago but another scoring option for this team another big body you know, you can move Serge Ibaka back to the four. You can use Pascal Siakam more, who had his career high tonight in points. And you obviously have the claw. And you still have you still have Kyle Lowry, who's, you know, everything we say, we make fun of about him. He's still a very good NBA player. So I Last think, pick in the All-Star draft, baby. Yeah, man. But he's still an All-Star. <laughs> still an All-Star. Yeah, so now that degree of separation, which I know we're going to get to, uh, between Milwaukee, Philly, Boston, and Toronto is so crazy close now where, like, we thought, you know, going into the season, like, your exact words were, let's just go ahead and go to game six of Warriors-Celtics. And now it's not the case anymore. Right. Yeah, now it's, uh, let's go to the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs, <laughs> really. Yeah. It is. Yeah, because the bottom four, we don't, the bottom four don't stand a chance. But those, those top four, like, give me seven games of each of those. Love it. It's, it's going to be incredible basketball. Um, really my big takeaway from this was similar to Philly last year. Um, and we talked about the Philly trade where they got smoked in the playoffs. Um, Mm -hmm. the Raptors got smoked in the playoffs. That was by the Cavs and the Raptors going into it. They went 10 deep. You remember that they had like two starting lineups. Well, this season they returned with basically two starting lineups. They're 10 deep. The problem is once you get to the playoffs, we know that it only goes seven or eight deep, right? You don't mm-hmm. need that ninth or tenth guy on your bench isn't getting playing time anymore. 
and and that was the problem is their strength was depth but they didn't get to use it all the time you know what i mean and it wasn't valuable in that situation so what they're giving up here is depth they're giving up you know your ninth and tenth guy um in delon Wright and cj miles and then uh you're and valentunas of course and you're replacing that with a really 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 good bench guy i mean marcus all is is a starter on most teams you know probably half the league he's a starter so for sure the fact, the fact that he's coming off the bench is incredible i think also it gives you really good ben- you got a guard coming off the bench in fred van vliet who's mm-hmm. you know he could be a six man of the year you have oh, very well so you have a guard that's great off the bench you have a, a wing that's great off the bench og and anobi who again i think that on, How has he not been in these trades yet? How do they keep holding on to him? They go, they're holding on to him. It's insane. You know, I know. I think that you know he's not too far off from being a starter on another team, right? Right. So you have a great guard, a great wing, and then now your bench big is Marc Gasol. That's insane. And that's yeah. really what you need, you know what I mean? So um, I really love their depth here. I'm totally cool with giving up C.J. Miles and DeLon Wright. Same. Um, I I really don't even think twice about it. And yeah, I think that this is a terrible look for the Grizzlies. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the Grizzlies kind of Chris Wallace has always been well known for being a not great decision maker, i.e. look at their draft history other than Mike Conley in the last, uh, let's say, 15 years. Um, Well, this year, Jaron Jackson. But love um, him. Yeah, but between like Conley and Jackson, that draft history is woof. It's rough. Um, so if they're going to rebuild, that's fine, you know. But it doesn't seem like they really went about it the right way. They really kind of get they didn't really give their fan base the reaction to the way to feel that way of like, okay, we're rebuilding, that's fine. Like it was kind of like, no, we're in it, we're in it, we're in it, we're in it, and then they're like, well, we're going to trade Gasol and Conley, and then they're like, well, we're going to keep Conley, and it's like, just tell your fan base what you're doing i think that's all they care about yeah i agree i think that they should have just ripped the band-aid off and just for sure stopped it with the whole grit and grind thing we're not that anymore we're the jaron jackson team mm-hmm. and here's here's what's going on um these guys that they got don't really fit into their timeline too nope. well jaron jackson jaron jackson's 19 so when you get valentunas he'll be 27 at the end of the season and you get CJ Miles, who's in his thirteenth season. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I, it just—I don't know. It leaves you with Delon Wright, who has been pretty bad this year, actually. Yeah, he's not very good. Yeah, and so like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, Jaron Jackson is not going to be ready for his prime, even for two years. You know, Valanciunas will be twenty-nine then. Like, so I just assume they're going to ship off Valanciunas you know before jared jackson's prime um and then same with cj miles so i don't know and i just don't think you're going to get a ton back for that i think this was your one chance to get something good back with mark gasol and they really really missed it and i don't know yeah they did i agree you know especially the the rumor the most of the day was he was going to charlotte which you know that's just what charlotte needed was another freaking big man but well i think he could have fit in well there was kemba walker yeah at least get a at least get a contract off your book. Any contract. Yeah. Any, like, like literally anything. 
Yeah, like Frank Kaminsky, Bismack, like any of those guys. You didn't you didn't get any contract. You didn't get any first round pick. Like you just gave up an asset, and in return, you really got nothing to move forward with. So, um, yeah. really, really bad day for the Grizzlies. For getting sure, fle- uh, actually, getting fleeced a couple times to oh, be honest. Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, saw it today. So I thought I thought was interesting. Apparently, the only team to not make a move during trade period in the Eastern Conference was the Charlotte Hornets. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't think they know how to run a franchise. That's so typical <laughs> Hornets, man. Like, <laughs> you know, like they're gonna sign Campbell Walker to the max, which I totally get. You kind of feel like you have to because he's your guy, he's your homegrown talent. But after you sign him to the max and you've got nothing else to do, like, is it really necessary? Does it really make sense for them? You know, your young and upcoming guys aren't developing in the way you wanted them to. So, like, do you really want to do it with the Kemba Walker? Do you think the All-Star when, game had anything to do with it? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, can you imagine if they traded Kemba the, you know, the week before the All-Star game? Oh my God! After he had already been announced as starter in that time frame, and like Kemba Walker had so many revenge games on them. Yeah, I don't, I just don't know if they could have traded or if they almost felt like they had to keep him because the All Star Game thing and there's a lot of money for the city and didn't want to lose money there. I don't know how much that played into it, but well, it does because I remember the Reds when we had the All Star Game here wouldn't trade Johnny Cueto because they wanted him to pitch for the Reds in the All Star Game. He didn't even make the All Star team. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but overall, they Kemba, I think, is going to walk. I mean, he has every reason to walk, um, go play in a better market for a better team. So Yeah, I mean, we've talked quite a few times about, like, if, like, this crazy Kyrie Irving thing that people think might happen is doesn't happen, which you and I are in the boat that it's not going to happen. Um, why can't Kemba Walker go to the Lakers and play with LeBron? Yep, I agree. You know, um if D'Angelo Russell moves somewhere, why doesn't he go to Brooklyn then and be the point guard there? So, you know yeah, he's mean? a New York kid. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that was a that was a miss for the Hornets. Let's uh, let's head to let's stay in the East. We're gonna head mm-hmm. to Milwaukee. Yeah, love it, man. Love it. Can you? This is this is what? How many trades have we talked about? And like this one is a blockbuster too. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is great. What a great day. So, uh, the Bucks received uh, Mikola Miritich. The Pistons received Thon Maker. The Pelicans received Stanley Johnson, Jason Smith, a Bucks second round pick in 2019, 2020, and 2021. And Markeith Morris, right? But they're cutting him. Uh, Markeith Morris was in another. He was in a different thing, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was Markeith Morris for Wesley Johnson. That's right. Which is just like the blind leading the blind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is like the, you like see the trade. You're like, um, I guess. Sure. No, you just throw that in there with like the Nick Stauskas, Wade Baldwin, like carousel. And like Carousel. like like Greg Monroe was traded today or something. I don't. Oh know. yeah, he's going to Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with like, wait, Wesley Johnson and who? Oh, Markeith Morris. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the Bucks get uh, Miritich, mm-hmm. and I think that this is 
man, I you could do this with like every team in the East right now at the top. It's just like, oh man, they made this move. Now they're the team to beat. Yeah. But Miritich started out the season so strong. He had that 30-point game. Then he had a 36-point game. And it was like, is Miritich going to have like an all-star season this year? And he's just been a he's been a really good stretch four. He's shooting yeah. nine threes a game per thirty six minutes. Whoa. Nine. That's crazy. That is more than anyone on the Bucks, and that's all they do is shoot threes. He is gonna yeah. love it there. He is gonna yes, love he it. Yes, that is like a creative player for for uh, Coach Bud. <laughs> that yeah, is, right. that is an actual creative player. You know, on yeah. two, you know, on two K, you have guys that you like every single year when the game comes out, you get this guy. I, I, I'm sure Coach Bud just every single game that comes out, he gets Miritich. Yeah, Kevin loves I, Kevin loves my guy. Yeah, mine was um, mine used to be Tayshawn Prince. Oh, I love you for that one. Yeah, I respect you for sure. Yeah, always wanted the wing that could shoot that could just do everything for me. Love that. You're a good yeah. guy. But um. Miritich is actually becoming what I thought he'd be in Chicago. Um, I thought like what we're getting now is what he would be as a bull. And he really like had a lot of situations where he was in and out of the rotation. So he didn't get to be, he dealt with a coach coaching switch. Um, and now like he's getting a chance to really kind of be that. And he saw a lot of it in new Orleans and now he's going to have his opportunities to go be awesome in Milwaukee. And he's going to fit really well in that situation. Um, you know, with next him next to Giannis, the guy that can stretch the floor for Giannis, you know, open the passing lanes for Giannis as well. Um, I'm excited for that. Yeah, man. I with too. a Bledsoe, who you say what you will, Eric Bledsoe, he's an established point guard in the NBA. Eric Bledsoe have shooting Brooke Lopez. Like, Eric Bledsoe shooting like sixty percent from the field. Yeah, and he's shooting like like sixty something percent of his shots from two. It's just like he's he's taking a ton of high volume shots or high mm-hmm. efficiency shots, and he is super efficient on those. He, he's been incredible this year. He could yeah. he could have been an all star over Middleton, and and I would have been fine with it. Same, and like we said, Middleton's there, and Brooke Lopez is there, who's also a fine seven foot three point shooter. Yeah. So like, plus they Brooklyn's- have they have George Hill, they have mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon, they mm-hmm. have. Ilyasova, who's had a who's had a rough season, but still a good three yeah. three point shooting wing. So, and they have Pat Connaughton, and Pat Connaughton, our guy. Yeah, man, that team that team is that's stacked. a good team. That team is really <laughs> that's a good stacked. team. <laughs> man, yeah. I think we just man. did this with the. I think we just did this with uh, the Raptors, and we just did it with the Sixers. But I'm like, man, this team's really stacked and good. And we haven't once talked about how stacked the Celtics are. Oof. We'll get to them. Yeah. But this is a, this is an all-around great trade. And there was no first-round picks given, which is nope. incredible. I think that was a total botch on the on the part of the Pelicans. Yeah, the Pelicans, uh, no. 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 No, they got no. Stanley Johnson, which, if I could for a second. Stanley Johnson. <laughs> By all means. <laughs> Stanley Johnson has been the most frustrating player in my NBA tenure of watching NBA. And he's only been in the league for like three or four years. He is incredibly frustrating. He's like the definition of a guy that you draft and you're like, if he just develops a jump shot, Stanley Johnson will never develop a jump shot. He never, 
never. He's he's horrible at shooting. He during his career, I looked this up today on Basketball Reference. During his career, he's shot over seventy percent of his shots between ten feet and the three point line. Seventy. You should be arrested. Wow. For that. You should yes, be you should. arrested for that. That's a minus two points, and um. In some practices. Isn't that in Bucks practice? Yes. Dude, yeah. Stanley Johnson is a thorn in my side uh, to get rid of him. And he's like, of course, literally like the most athletic, athletically gifted guy in the league. You know what I mean? He's like, he's just Jalen Brown, but like buff. He's buff mm-hmm. Jalen Brown. which <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, it's what he is. And he just can't score. He's horrible on offense. And... Uh, I don't think he'll ever be good on offense. He's really, really good defensively, and he can. I like. I legitimately think that he can guard like LeBron James as good as anyone could. Yeah, but he's just never going to be good on offense. And yeah, I don't. I don't know. The Pelicans like to go really fast. Maybe they'll just use him in transition. Maybe he'll be good in transition. Maybe that's, you know a good fit for him i don't know but glad he's not on the pistons the pistons do walk away with thon maker though yeah and honestly i don't i don't hate that for them yeah thon maker is one of the biggest question marks though in the league i think yeah like his age is the first question <laughs> yeah is he 80 or is he 20 or they haven't built as a tw- they haven't built as a 21 year old is there any yeah. chance that he's 21 um, there's a slim <laughs> chance. There's also a slim chance he's 33. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's seven foot one. He looks very similar to Slender Man. Yeah, and he does. He's really good defensively, uh, like interior defense, but I don't know. He's really bad offensively. So. Yeah, he is, which is really quite crazy because if you looked at his high school tapes. Dude, his YouTube mixtapes are like insane they're insane bottle lie like tapes are great yeah no he was he was definitely a youtube mixtape star and uh that's what got him drafted 10th overall just a couple years ago and i fear that he's just the uh you know the tall version of stanley johnson where he's not gifted athletically he's just gifted tall good on canadian good on defense and uh horrible on offense so Good. Do you remember a couple summers ago, Stanley Johnson played in like that OVO classic and he scored like 106 yeah, points? Yeah, he scored like 100 points. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? He didn't score 100 points in his tenure with the Pistons. <laughs> he also pissed off LeBron in the playoff series. Like, yeah, I'm saying he. I think he has that capability, um, but he has to like. I'm I'm actually not exaggerating. He has to like literally not touch the ball on offense. <laughs> I don't know. I think that I, I I say that sincerely. I think that if he's going to play, I would actually encourage the team to never let him touch the ball on offense. Yeah. So especially on that team, they have enough scorers. I mean, they have enough guys that can shoot in New Orleans between you know Drew Holiday, Darius Miller. Um, okay, actually, that's really about it. I take that back. Yeah, they lost um, uh, Wesley Johnson, who's one of their best shooters. They lost Miritich, yeah. one of their best shooters. So. Yeah. They lost DeMarcus Cousins last year. They lost Buddy Heald. <laughs> yeah. Four DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe Delta should have picked up that phone call. You know, I take that back. Were you shocked that Anthony Davis just... No. Know. No. No. I th- I mean, I was, I was kind of surprised that there wasn't more action on it. 
but I'm not shocked he didn't leave. Um, I think I kind of accepted in the last day or two. Like, I still believe that there is a story where Anthony Davis will be a Laker. I'm just right now kind of preparing that it'll be 2020. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Also, do you think that in 2020 it's too late and LeBron is out of his prime? Well, I mean, not his prime. Isn't it hard to say that anymore? I I understand. I just, I don't know, man. I would get It's scary. Because he's going to have to sign. You know I mean? What is he going to sign? A four-year deal? Five-year deal? Oh, I know. It's weird to think because, like, you know, even at 35, Kareem Abdul-Pachabari played in the NBA until he was 44. Even at 35, you start to see some decline, you know, so, like, when does LeBron decline? I know he had a I know he had an injury this year where he missed a month, but like he came back in and he nearly had a triple double, and it's like you don't know when Father Time catches up to him, and that's the other scary part. If Father Time catches up to him, like Jesus. Yeah, I'm just worried. Is it too much of a gamble when like you might feel that Kawhi Leonard and or Kevin Durant are just safer bets? True, and you know they can also do the same situation too. It's like say they sign Clay Thompson, yeah, and they and you know they but they still have those like they still sign a few of those like one year guys they have right now. Like obviously Caldwell Pope wouldn't come back because that's fifteen million off the table. Rajon Rondo, from what we're told, really, really, really enjoys Los Angeles. Maybe he signs for like eight and a half or something, eight, you know, something like that, like a little bit of a decrease. Yeah. So I'm sure there's clever ways to do it that we can't think of off the top of our heads. I'm hearing. Um, I'm hearing that. Rondo wants to play for about three more years and then go into coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's in a really good situation being a point guard. Yeah. I would love him as a coach. Yeah. Me too. I think he's probably the player in the league right now that is best, uh, best suited to be a coach. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, actually tonight during the game when they were down by like 18 or so, there was this clip they showed where him and LeBron were running the huddle coaching the team. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know the the two guys with the ultimate basketball IQ. I, I I dig this. Yeah, that's a. I'm sure that's a really high level uh, conversation right there. So, yeah, it's pretty so frightening. Let's, let, real quick, let's talk about um, the Lakers. They made two moves. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first move they got Reggie Bullock for Svi Mikhailu and um, what a second rounder, I believe. Yeah. Um, if you think that the Lakers shouldn't have gave up Svi Mikhailu. You don't watch <laughs> basketball, Reggie Bullock. No, you don't. Reggie Bullock is probably the fourth best guy on the Pistons. Um, you can make an argument that he's the third after, behind Blake and Drummond. Um, he's on a two point five million dollar expiring, and he can shoot the ball. He's like the perfect player to play with LeBron. He's per- he's perfect for it. Yeah, for sure. And I just I think that the Pistons lost huge here. Um, maybe they didn't think they were going to resign him, so they wanted to lock up Svi Mikhailu for his rookie deal. And when he's a restricted free agent, you know, maybe we'll get seven years of Svi. Maybe that's better than the chance of Reggie. But uh, the Lakers did really well with getting with getting Bullock. And they have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, I think um, you know, obviously the biggest two biggest issues on this team were defense and shooting. And I think with the two guys they got between him and I know we'll get to Muscala. Um, yeah, I think they they definitely fix that a little bit. I don't think it's necessarily to the point where it's like healed, um, but you know they put a little Neosporin on it. Yeah, you like Muscala? Uh, I think he's, I think he's okay. 
I'm not in love with him as a player by any means, but no, he's, I think he's not for, the same guy that was on the Hawks. Right, but as far as a center that can shoot, like all those centers they had, the only one that really can is Mo Wagner, and they don't play him. Yeah, I did see Mike Muscala um, warm up once live, and it was just like, I don't know, it was crazy. He was just knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked down. Yeah, so, I, he has. He definitely has the ability to be a big man that can that can knock it down. But um, giving up Beasley, I think that this was kind of a mm-hmm. a nod to uh, Coach Luke Walton saying, "We got your back." What, yeah, you, you did say that. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it seemed like Beasley was one of the main guys that was that was kind of giving him trouble, and now he's gone. Um, yeah. Z- Zubats, I'm I'm fine with Zubat being gone. He, uh, me too. You know, between Tyson Chandler, Javale McGee, Mascala, um, uh, Mo Wagner, yeah, it's just you're fine. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, you are. You don't need five centers on your team, so I'm fine with moving them. <laughs> not not in this NBA. No. Yeah, and and Mascala's on a expiring. So um, yeah, there you go. You know, don't all th- the more reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, I think too. Like, would you say that like that's probably the best scenario as far as being traded, Mike? You got traded to the Clippers, so you're like, so I work at the same building. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to move. No. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah just calls his wife. Like, babe, we got traded. Where? Here? Across the hallway. Here? Yeah, to my roommates. To my roommates yeah. uh, at Staples Center. So. Also, uh, on the other side, though, the Clippers. They get, they do get Zubat, who mm-hmm. is on a, you know, one and a half million dollar contract. He'll be up for a rookie extension, I think, this year. But they'll yep. be, they'll be able to sign him for nothing, you know. Nothing. He's a second rounder. Yeah, and and that will that will give them really cheap bench depth, um, and you know, by giving them cheap bench depth, they can spend their money on big time free agents. So you know good trade the clippers stayed true to what they wanted to do and the, yeah. the lakers they get an expiring out of beasley and the lakers got you know two shooters this offseason and uh or this trade deadline and bullock and Mascala. so yeah what do you think the lakers look you know i think they're gonna look for a guy in the buyout run obviously oh yeah um and obviously like before Muscala and before the Muscala trade today i was like they might try to get Enos Cantor just to guy to come in there and hit some buckets for them. Now I don't think that's the case by any means. But like, where do they look now? I mean, do they get Markeith Morris? Like, so Markeith Morris hasn't been waived yet. I, I at least I haven't heard. I don't know. If yeah, you're... all I heard was plans to release him. Okay, is what was okay. said. Um, yeah, you can. I don't think that he's not a needle mover yeah by any means i don't know if any guy you're gonna get is um right Wes matthews i'm hearing is signing with uh the pacers Mm -hmm. and maybe we'll know more later but it sounds like he wants to go there he'll get a chance to play a bunch and earn himself his next contract Uh, deandre jordan's on the buyout market um you know does he want to go back to staples center i don't know do they need another big man i don't know robin lopez is another big man I, I'm if they if they signed like Tyson Chandler and Robin Lopez in the same season, it was just I don't know. It seems bleak. Uh, yeah, Enos Cantor. You know how I feel about Enos Cantor. I just no, don't we all? 
Yeah, just not a not a huge fan of him. I, I'd rather see Enos Cantor go to like Houston. Um, I don't know, something like that, I guess. And then Wayne Ellington, which it sounds like the Pistons are going to get Wayne Ellington, which is weird. Why would he want to go there? But you know, just make make a little bit of money. There is one more, one more buyout guy. Hmm. The banana boat brother himself. Oh God, yeah. I th- didn't I send that today in the group chat? <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Is there any is there any way Carmelo Anthony doesn't sign with this team? <laughs> any- I, I don't think so, Just man. Just straight I up think- betting your life on it. Carmelo Anthony is signing with this team, right? I would say that yeah, I would say there's about a 75-25% chance that he signs as a Laker. Yeah, 75% chance he does, 25% chance he does. That's Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like the 75% in capital letters and the 25 percent in lowercase letters that's how i feel about it yeah it's pretty bleak that this is how it's going but Mm -hmm. i don't know this isn't the year for the lakers i feel confident in saying that i think that this kind of was their chance to do it i think that they'll probably get to the playoffs you know i'm not gonna bet against lebron at the end of the season so i think they'll same i think they'll get to the playoffs uh i think they'll get bounced in the first round to be totally honest same and um which he could probably use the where he could probably use the break man you know yeah. he's playing in june for nine straight years yeah and he can uh take the summer off record space jam and uh mm-hmm. yeah and then regather with uh clay thompson or kyrie irving love it whatever so i don't think this is the lakers year and we'll i don't know i think we should kind of be a little a little more realistic moving forward with them i agree yeah let's talk about whose year it really is though in the east yeah it's tough man so in the east who is your number one seed right from from this day moving forward because i don't want to say who's who's going to be the number one seed at the end because right that doesn't mean anything really yeah because milwaukee's got a five game lead on you know on Mm -hmm. boston a six game lead on philly and like a two game lead on toronto so you know Right now, it looks like Milwaukee's in the best spot, obviously, but from this point moving forward, the last, you know, whatever, 30 games, who do you think is going to have the best record? Um, I lean towards the Sixers. I think it's just more or less, you know, what the they have compared to those other teams that we talked about is four guys that can stretch the floor and probably the best facilitator of the group. Um, I know Kyrie Irving's really, really, really bought into being a facilitator this year, and he's done a really good job of it. But I still kind of lean towards Simmons' passing abilities over his. Um, and then you mention, okay, well, I've got J.J. Redick. I've got Jimmy Butler. I've got Tobias Harris, and so on and so on, uh, with Joel Embiid, obviously. Um, I lean towards that because I think not only do they have the chance to really be the best team of the four, I think they have the most upside to be the best team of the four. Yeah, I I would lean with the Clippers being my number one seed. Or I'm sorry, the Clippers. Oh, Clippers, where Tobias Harris came from. No, um, <laughs> with uh, the Sixers being the one seed um, for the last thirty games. I just I really like it, man. I think they got the depth. I think that mm-hmm. I think that this is it. This seems like a, a extremely well rounded, top heavy, but still deep enough. I don't know if the other teams are top heavy enough. 
So when we go to like Toronto, top heavy wise, I don't know. I think I, I, I really do like Lowry. I like Siakam as well. I think that we might be overrating Siakam a, a tiny bit though. I think so too. I think he's really good, but everyone acts like he's like this super budding superstar. Yeah. I like everyone. There's a lot of people that think that he's like hundred percent way better than Brandon Ingram. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, are um, we sure? Are we sure? Like last year he's averaging six points a game. Let's, you know, it, it it's all right that he's having a great year. And I think he's going to be sure. a really, really good player moving forward. But yeah, you know, yeah, and I also kind of lean towards, like, I think if Brandon Ingram wasn't playing for the Lakers and he was putting up a year like he is, people would just be like, well, he's okay, instead of, like, God, he sucks. Yeah. But is, what, Siakam their third best player? Marcus Gasol their third best player? Yeah, I mean. So the, that's their top four, right? Yeah. Kawhi, Lowry, four, Kawhi, Lowry Siakam, Gasol? Like, I yeah, don't compare to. I don't think that compares to, to Philly's top four at all. Just Or I don't think it compares to Boston's. Yeah, and and that's kind of the problem that Milwaukee has too. Is well, Boston's is like a top three now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you have Kyrie, you have uh, Tatum, and I mean Hayward's not really in there. Horford, um, Brown. Yeah, Brown's played eh. more. Brown's played more of a a bench role, kind of the second half of the season so far, but. It's Marcus Smart. You're right. Yeah, Mark, Marcus Morris well, too. Marcus Morris played a really big role. Yeah, he has for that. You're um, right. He's had a great year. But let's talk about Boston's. You know, big four or five. I I'll I'll put the I'll put the Sixers above them, and as far as they're starting, I do too. I think that they. Yeah, have, I think the only one really is probably it's it's probably down to like as far as like that best best probably down to Philly, Milwaukee. Yeah. So Milwaukee has Giannis, uh, Middleton. Mm-hmm. And Bledsoe, which is a really good three. Mm-hmm. Man, I still, <laughs> I don't know. If you put Bledsoe, or if you put Middleton on um, on the Sixers, is he their fourth best player? Yeah, maybe. Maybe? But over who? No, no. Fifth? Is he really better than Tobias Harris Like by that no, much? No, I don't think he is. So, no. he's, so, so they have four players that are better than their second best play man i yeah i gotta say the more and more i think about it i i just gotta go with the sixers um yeah about to buy some sixers gear on fanatics here in a second now thanks i have a ton so yeah i mean you know diehard laker fans since 2018 so That's right. i think i have that right yeah yeah man i gotta put the sixers number one um who are you slotting into that number two spot probably milwaukee um yeah I know we just talked about Chris Middleton and his limitations there, but there is something to say about having the best player in the conference. Um, And I think right now Giannis has definitely taken that crown as best player in the conference. Absolutely. Um, So I think, I think that, I think that matters in this circumstance. I agree. Um, And their system, they play better than the sum of their parts. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. They, yeah. So their system is incredibly valuable there. They have, they have the most wins in the league right now. They have the best win percentage. Um, they have the best point uh, differential in the league. So, and they got better. So I'm I'm cool with putting them number two, for sure. Number three, you like Toronto? You like Boston? I'm gonna go. Oh, actually, man, I was just about to contradict myself. 
because I was going to say, like, I was going to take Boston for the sake of Kyrie Irving's played and won a championship. And I was like, oh, yeah, so is Kawhi. And Kawhi's been a finals MVP. <laughs> um, so I, I always forget about his championship, man. Yeah. Um, and Kyrie's played in two and one sixth NBA finals. So, you know, um, I think I lean, honestly, I think I lean towards Toronto, man. Like, um, you know, obviously I know these Celtics young kids went and did a lot of really great things last year without Hayward and without Irving. And, you know, Jason Tatum was really their best player for a stretch there. And he was really good up till the fourth quarter of game seven. Once he dunked on LeBron, he was done with, it seemed like. Um, but I think, uh, I think I lean towards Toronto for the case of having the experience of Lowry, who has been who's been in big time situations. Having Kawhi Leonard, who's a former Finals MVP, and when healthy, like we've said, he's probably the, you know what, this his bottom is the seventh best player in the NBA. Yeah. Um, having Gasol. Yeah, and like who's a you know very solid guy who's going to play like his into the rotation. Um. I think you could coin flip either one of them to me right now, personally, but I think if I have to pick one right now, I'd probably pick Toronto. Yeah, I think that I, I would go Sixers one, um, Bucks two, and then a little bit of a gap, and then three and four are kind of tied. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, I think that's fair. Do you think Boston should have emptied some of its assets this offseason, or this trade deadline? I keep thinking it's offseason. Uh, I mean... Like, they know that Kyrie could possibly leave. Do they kind of feel the need to entice him? Um, do they save everything for the Anthony Davis thing? It's so tough because, you know, if you have a chance to get Anthony Davis, get Anthony Davis. Um, but, you know, I don't think Danny Ainge really expected that Elton Brand was going to be as aggressive as he is. And I think that he probably was kind of, like, taken aback by that. because, But at the same point, like, who do you empty your assets for in this case? Like, they, I mean, they very well probably could have made that trade to get Tobias Harris if they wanted to. Right. But does he super fit what the Celtics do? Does he, you know, is, it, is he worth – I think he's worth losing Jalen Brown in, a, like, one of those four, ten, 45 first-round draft picks for. But – Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I don't, maybe they should have. I think maybe they should have. Now that I think about it more and more, but to me, the Celtics are just kind of because not only does that make them better, then limbo it makes the Sixers worse. You know, I mean, it would make the current Sixers right. worse by not having Tobias Harris. So, yeah, because <sighs> you'd be like, well, the Sixers got Jimmy Butler. And you'd be like, well, yeah, well, the Sixers got Tobias. I mean, the Celtics got Tobias Harris, and you're like, oh, okay. Also, let's never forget. I'm just gonna bring this up so Celtics fans remember this. You guys had your chance to get Jimmy Butler when he was in Chicago. Quite a few times. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I I do fear that maybe Boston is holding on to the assets too long. I hope they are. I want I want this Celtics thing to just fall apart, man. So bad. Like their Anthony Davis situations looking worse and worse every single day. Their mm-hmm. their Kyrie situations looking worse and worse. Their mm-hmm. Clippers pick all of a sudden is taking a turn. Their Sacramento pick is taking a turn. You know what I mean? Like, even Jason Tatum from last year to this year has taken a turn. Jalen Brown has taken a turn. Gordon Hayward has taken a turn. Now all of a sudden, like, you could possibly lose Kyrie 
and they want to give up Tatum, and then like what happens if uh, Anthony Davis did get traded there and then walks, and now you don't have I don't know, man. It there is a situation where it plays out really, really poorly for Boston, and it's crazy because I didn't even think that there was any possibility that it turns out poorly for them because they were in such a good situation. To me, I yeah. always say hedge your bet, um, go a little safer route because I don't know. There's there's a way you could play it to where your team could never really be bad, but then there's also a way where you go all in and, and your team could be pretty bad. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. So and uh, like I think too, going like kind of further on that point now is like they they've come so close so much now. You know what I mean? Like, last year, they were a quarter away from being in the NBA championship. And, like, I think that that's a point where that's going to catch up to you. And you've stocked all these assets. You've done all these great things. Like, you've fleeced so many people. And, like, you almost really don't... What do you have to really show for it? Hey, cool, we lost in the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree, man. Um... We also had one more trade that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And that was Ben Simmons for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I love it for both teams. In the all-star draft, um, Giannis picked, uh, was picking his reserves, picks Ben Simmons. LeBron puts his head down and starts laughing. That's my guy. Um, LeBron then with his next pick picks Russ. Once they get to the end, um, LeBron jokes and says, I'd like to offer a trade. Giannis uh, agrees to the trade in, in good fun and is a good sport about it. At first he says at first he says to LeBron, yeah, I'll do it. You just got to throw in Dwayne Wade, <laughs> <laughs> which is just awesome. Uh, it's, re- yeah, it's really cool was. to see him be comfortable and um, have a, a very lively personality. We don't get to see a ton of Giannis. In front of the we camera, took Anthony so. Davis. Is that tampering? Yeah. No, the whole, I mean, Le- LeBron's whole selection. I felt like Magic Johnson was the all-star captain, so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Total boss move. Yeah. Um, it was It was just a really cool trade. It was It was good to see. Yeah. I Like, like well, you and I were texting because I was covering a game tonight, so I wasn't watching the draft live. But when I looked at the rosters, I was like, Oh my God! LeBron got OK three back together for a night. Yeah. I'm so pumped. And then OK three is not back together. And I was like, "Damn it!" I, I know. I'm sure I'm biased, but I don't even think the teams are close in talent. It seems like Team LeBron no, they're is not. way better. So, LeBron was like making business moves, obviously by looking at his first six picks. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the only one that there's is not a possibility to be a Lakers James Harden. Um. God, what would that be like? And then uh, Giannis drafted like I do in fantasy sports where I'm like, well, I really like that guy, and I really like that guy, and that guy's really good, so I want all of them. Giannis said that he picked kind of the all-world team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Getting, True. Getting Vucevic, getting Embiid, um, kind of guys like that where he uh, yeah, just kind of got guys that were from all walks of life, and it wasn't just the all-clutch team. Yeah, or like they all could be Lakers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> did you see? Did you see Two K put like a thing out? Um, like actually tweeted a picture today, and it's LeBron, Kyrie, and Anthony Davis in the All Star uniform. 
Oh, like shoot. Like, they're 2K, like, models. I'm like, can you guys do that? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I really dig the All-Star jerseys this year, too. I think they look cool. Yeah, tampering through 2K is the... Is the most millennial <laughs> sentence, right? <laughs> yes. Ronnie 2K is in the All-Star game. I hope he gets dunked on by... He probably will. I hope he gets dunked on by uh, Quavo. I think Quavo's playing. Yeah, Quavo. There you go. That'd be sick. And Quavo can play. Like. Oh, yeah. That, he can ball for sure. Yeah. Hassan Minaj is playing. Quavo, I saw that. Quavo and Hassan Minaj are on the same team, so... That's, that's your squad. That's my squad. Yeah. That's my squad, man. Love it. Uh, but overall, it was a great, great trade deadline day. Uh, a great day in basketball. The Lakers-Celtics game was awesome. The All-Star draft was cool. Um, really an all-around great day, man. Basketball took yeah. a win today. So Yes, it did. And after a week, we had a very dull Super Bowl. What a way to do it. Absolutely, man. Um, so we're going to wrap things up here for our trade deadline episode we appreciate you guys tuning in make sure you head over to itunes or uh, google play and subscribe to our podcast also make sure you check out our website uh, 48minutesnetwork.com where we're going to have articles uh, podcasts um, game recaps Uh, tim Mm -hmm. is actually on site at a lot of games so um, he's at a bunch of those he's got a couple media credentials to make sure you check those out and uh, check us out on Twitter at 48 Minutes Network. Tweet at us, chat with us, tell us what you think, who you're rooting for in the All Star game, um, what trades you liked, what trades you didn't like. And uh, I also have an article up on 48 Minutes Network giving all the uh, all the grades for all the trades. So check that out. It's gonna be pretty similar to this podcast, but uh, yeah, appreciate you guys hanging out with us and and listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you all. Have a good week, guys.